0: How do you feel about Moonlighting? Bruce Willis, that show? I guess, but just the general concept of Moonlighting. Who else was in that? Is Sybil Shepherd in that?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Sybil Shepard. That was like a, I think that show was like just outside my purview due to my age. Yeah. It feels like a show that like my mom would watch and I'd walk in sometimes and she'd have it on, like that kind of show.
0: And then there was Empty Nest, which is in our range, yes. but I always imagined it was for older people. See, that show I
1: liked. I liked Empty Nest. I did watch that.
0: Did you find the man looked like a bird?
1: Richard Mulligan? Yeah, he definitely looked like an eagle.
0: Yeah, like Sam the Eagle from... Uh... Yes.
1: Yep. Yep. 100%. Moonlighting was on 85 to 89. So, yeah, that would definitely would have been during a time where we would not be watching it. I always heard yeah. good things about it, though. I wonder if it holds up. Hmm. What, what's the concept that he's, what is he doing? A former uh, model. It's a, it's a comedy drama. They're both private detectives. Oh, I see. Right. It's the first it's a successful, influential example of comedy drama or dramedy. Show's theme song, blah, blah, blah. Series of all on cases investigated by Blue Moon Detective Agencies as two partners. The show, with a mix of mystery, sharp dialogue, and sexual tension between the leads, introduced Willis to the world and brought Shepard back to the spotlight after a decade-long absence. Show storyline begins, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, pretty much just a detective show. There's a guy in the cast called Charles Rocket. Yeah, yeah he was on Saturday Live, I believe, too. Really? That, that's an awesome
0: stage name. Yeah. Charles Rocket. He's in a lot of movies, actually. He's in Dances with Wolves. Dumb and Dumber. And Titan A.E. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, do you ever, um, do you know, have you ever seen the film Titan AE? No. The thing I remember most about that one is it, it was a trailer. I guess they paid heavily to be part of, um, it was the trailer that you saw when you went to go see Star Wars Episode 1. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, you know, like I had friends that, like, stayed overnight in the street to get tickets. So I ended up going on opening <laughs> right. night. And I remember distinctly when that trailer happened, the trailer was like nothing. It was just like a rocket, like, taking off, like, and then, like, Titan A.E. coming, and all I remember was someone in the theater saying, "Like it went quiet, and everyone's like the fuck was that?'" Gotta <laughs> know
1: was it Charles Rocket taking
0: off? It might have been Charles Rocket. He is in the film, so yeah, he plays a slave trader. So <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: It's ties together with Star Wars. Yes. So I guess back to the moonlighting. How do you feel about wrestlers who have other jobs? Well, someone of that grew up. Uh, as a diehard fan in the time frame of 1993 to 1996, I guess I have to be accepting of it. What, what do you think the um, What do you think the rationale was behind that? Like, this guy's not
0: interesting enough, so let's give him a, a lesser job than being a professional wrestler on TV? I
1: think maybe just got ran out of creative ideas for gimmicks, and it was just like a lazy way to come up with gimmicks. Like, oh, he's a garbage man. Oh, he's a race car driver. Oh, oh he's, well, he's using the Dota F to launch his country music career.
0: That's the one I was going to, too. Oh, they're rappers instead.
1: Right. They're on a mission.
0: Yeah. Well, there was a plumber, too, a hockey player, a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. There's a podcast idea for someone out there. All the, the guys with the, who moonlighted. It feels like I'm killing time till we uh, get to what we're supposed to do tonight. Oh.
1: Sounds like this guy who we're gonna talk about. All he did in these matches was kill time. Let's just, let's just do Triple H now instead. (laughs) Now entering the Royal Rumble!
0: Bob Holly. Vince is not even excited for Bob Holly to come in. You put to sleep by watching these. <laughs> uh so just quickly before we even start this was this is if we were going to quit the project this is when it would have happened,
1: right? Uh I mean I've come close a few times but no yeah this this definitely felt like yeah. As I was on like the fifth Holly, I'm like, alright, this is, what am I doing? I'm like literally wasting my life doing this. Yeah,
0: right? (laughs) Like who's, who, who, like would anybody, would, then let us know, would any of you have been mad if we had just skipped him?
1: (sighs) Yes, yes, definitely some.
0: Uh, Like what do you mean, it's not supposed to be Mo next? It's supposed to be Bob Holly. Ugh, like I, look, I never, ever, ever liked this guy. Like ever. Maybe a short time
1: in 99. I liked him when he first came in, and then he was just kind of ambivalent. Uh, I did like him in the hardcore stuff initially. Uh, I was on board in 2000 when he kind of became like the, one of the internet sensation guys, because right. he got lumped in with the workers and he actually had a few good matches. When he came back from the broken neck is when I was all set. Like,
0: That's when he was if staying. he just
1: left in 2000. Yeah, or, I mean, it, well, even before that, actually, I, I should say, when he came back with a forearm in, like, a one or whatever. Because mm. he's not a little hot streak until Angle breaks his forearm um, in that match. I think it's in 2000. When that, like, if he just never came back after that, I think we'd be fine.
0: I feel it's, I'm going to need the, you to define hot. Can you define hot for me?
1: He, uh Well, the Hollies were pretty over. And then he was kind of having matches on TV with, like, that crop of workers. And his matches, like, weren't bad. I remember him... Absolutely, being in the conversation didn't he even have a match with Triple H. I forget, Um and everyone people were kind of into. it. I think he was just he just had like a little stretch of matches. Everyone had a good match since the two thousand, but um right. it seemed like maybe he was going to break out a bit, and then Angle broke his arm, and then that was it.
0: We have no idea how grateful we'd be to Kurt Angle. It's like, oh my god, yeah, they fought great. on
1: Heat. Him and Triple H fought on Heat in a non-title match, June 18, two thousand. What a weird remember- match for Triple H to have. Yeah. Well, that's when he was playing, like, everyone, like, Brooklyn Brawler and Rikishi, like, on on TV and stuff. Um, Well, truthfully, it's more that he's just on Heat. (laughs) Well, Heat was still pretty big in 2000, because that's when they went to MTV and they really were pushing it. Mm, Yeah,
0: you're right. Well, we're a long way from Heat in 1994 when Thurman – is it Sparky Thurman Plug? Yes. S-t-p. It it doesn't make any. It would be Thurman Sparky Plug, right? If if you were gonna do this like a real person,
1: unless Sparky's his real first name. I thought that
0: uh, Clark Griswold's name real name was Sparky <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> That's
1: where the influence came from, I guess. Hey, uh, you see that net new movie about that Christmas family? <laughs> his name's Sparky's. Sparky's, yeah, yeah. Um, nineteen ninety
0: four. You know, a good rumble. About to be marred by this guy.
1: Uh, he comes in number 17. He speeds down at 17. This is actually no. his debut, too, in ring. They have oh, been yes no. to him, but this is his first match. And he was actually a replacement. It wasn't even supposed to be in this.
0: I know. Uh, How much better would it have been if he, if the re, if the person he was supposed to replace had been here? Yes, 123 kid. How much better? Do you think, do you think it was like 123 kid's gonna go 20, like 21 minutes? That's the plan. Probably not. Probably no. not. You think they give this guy more time than 123 kid?
1: Yeah, because they probably wanted to establish him a bit. Yeah, I I, I doubt the left kid in there; they, they couldn't help themselves. He would have gotten chucked out quick, probably. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong, but
0: I hope. Uh, look, I I hope you are, <laughs> but you're probably right. Um, and then, right as he comes in, Vince goes, "Oh, Sparky might win this," and DiBiase <laughs> goes, "I doubt it." <laughs> so casual, because it's such a bad. He runs into the heel uh little cadre of Bam Bam and Crush and. Yeah,
1: just gets choked out like right away. Immediate.
0: Him. He's gone immediate. Like he, less than a minute in and he's getting completely
1: destroyed. <laughs> he almost knocks out Crush right away. He gets one little shot in. Uh, then he actually goes to Sean, uh, he mixes it up with some of the big names here in his debut. So I mean, I guess that's a pretty good start for his career to be in there with the big guys. He almost knocks out Sean, but he can't finish him. Goes to Mo, goes to Mabel. It's kind of moves around, hammer it's just like here all different guys. He's wearing far too much purple. Purple was big in ninety four. I know,
0: but like he, 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 there's already purple guys in the match. You don't mm. need more purple. Like if you like if you're wearing that much purple, you're the purple guy in the match. It's not like black or white or red. It's this is this is a choice.
1: And he's already the third least the third most purple guy. He's not even the top purple guy, but he's a I lot know. of purple. Well, that's by sheer body mass.
0: I mean, you can't compete with Mabel's level of purple. Right. Like, the, the amount of material he has, like, you want how much purple material to put this There's also just too much going on with Holly's gear. It's mm. purple, fluorescence, checkered flags. It's like every, it's just a mishmash. I'm surprised there's no Zubaz in there. It looks like a, I think it's supposed to be like a race car. Yeah, but race cars don't look like that. They're, they're like, there's usually like one color and then some stickers all over it. I
1: don't know. I don't really watch racing. Uh, he does survive some Tatanka chops. It really goes to Sean again. He gets a nice little suplex in there. Uh, you know, whoever whoever he can to double up on Sean, he does. Takes a beat in from Bigelow. But Bigelow never feels in um, – I should say, Holly never feels in danger. It kind of stays grounded a lot throughout this.
0: Well, he stands and just watches Michael skin the cat at one point. Yeah. Like, for Christ's sake, get in there. And I don't know about you. This has nothing to do with Bob Holly. But, you know, we've watched this match a lot. Every time I see it, I can't believe the pop for Greg Valentine. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's loud. <laughs> um, he does tangle with him, and everyone he helps. So he's got eliminations in this match. So he's part of the gang that eliminates Diesel. Then he helps toss Mabel. Uh, it's He's just part of these weird groups, right? At one point, he lifts Tenru up, and if he had eliminated him, I feel like I'd be completely turned around on the guy.
1: Yeah, he might get tens.
0: Tens across the board. Uh, but to this point about midway through, I don't think he has one memorable flurry or anything.
1: No, but I do give him credit um, because when Brett comes out and he's hurt, he does save him from crush. He takes some shrapnel for the hitman. He protects him a bit, uh, shows a little valor. So I thought I thought he showed some good babyface credit in there trying to protect the injured hitman.
0: I would agree, uh, but that that when he does that, that prompts Vince to say, well, this is the first good look we have at him. After 18 minutes, and then Vince is like, Bob, uh, s- s- Sparky, plug's a house of fire. Not even close, Vince. That's no, a house. Do,
1: yes, they have a DBS, you do put him over, at least.
0: It's like, it's what's the opposite of a house of fire? Like a house like the foundation is sinking into the earth? That's what this run feels like. And then he helps toss out Crush. So all of his eliminations are just like the group efforts to get
1: guys out. Right, right. And then he ends up going at Brett. Like, he goes for it at the end. Uh c- Comes up against Sean again, and this time Sean tosses him. I don't know. I wasn't as down on this one as you are. Uh, there's a lot of down coming, but <clears throat> I thought he actually had a decent outing. I, I thought he was aggressive. He constantly was going at different guys that abandoned. He, I thought he was more than a body in this, and I thought he made a count. Like, he had 18 minutes. He got name-dropped a few times. For a debut outing, like, I thought this was actually – he didn't feel like a throwaway guy. I felt like some, someone they may do something with.
0: Bob Holly is a thief of time.
1: Well, yeah, I'm good. This is the last like nice thing I'm going <laughs> to say
0: about him on this night. My whole thing with this run, okay, it's like, like how effective can you be when you're in there for 20 minutes and you do like nothing memorable? Like I don't, I, I find like everything we mentioned, like it, when you think back at that rumble, you, if I, if we, if we hadn't watched this thing 50 times, right? And I was, and I told you, Hey, by the way, Bob Holly's in there for 21 minutes. You'd probably be shocked because you don't remember him doing anything.
1: I don't know. I've seen this rumble so many times. I think I had it memorized. But yeah, so that's if you haven't. Um, yeah, you'd probably be surprised. But I don't know. Again, I, I thought it was. Look, my score's not high. It's just higher than you. Right. Uh, for presentation, I gave him a 2 because it's his debut. They could have just had him out there for 5 minutes, but they gave him 18. He gets tangled with Brett and Crush and Bigelow and Sean, like all the big dogs. He works with Brett. He protects Brett. So I thought they actually presented him decently.
0: I'm at a one. It's just too much purple, uh not enough doing of anything. And 18 minutes in, they're like, wow, this is a great first look. So
1: I'm at a one. I went two for creativity. Um I'm going to change it. I'll give him a one for creativity. How about that? <laughs> you got
0: to knock him down somehow. Uh Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's just nothing going on. Uh, I'm at a one, and I'm at a one for effectiveness, too, because I'm not giving him credit for these eliminations where he's like one of eight guys who throws out Mabel.
1: Right, right. I gave him two because I did like this stuff with Brett. He did, I, I thought from an effective point of view, being his debut match and lasting that long, being in there with the big dogs, effective in getting him over a bit on night one.
0: That's fair. All right, so that gives him a score of eight. So is he better than Ric Flair from 2007?
1: I mean, probably not. Good. He's the last of the eights then.
0: All right. That lands Bob Hawley, 1994, as the 179th best Rumble appearance of all time. And is this his peak? Uh, Probably. We'll see. We'll see because he is back. He's not back the next. Were you surprised at all? He's not in ninety five because in the tag title. Well,
1: during the tag title match, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't believe I am going to say this, but the match probably could have used him.
1: Well, we talked about this with that undercard, and given the lack of depth in the field, that they should have had all those guys in it.
0: Yeah, of course. Instead of Timothy, well, and Stephen Dunn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, Justin and Pratzer team.
0: No, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he's back in nineteen ninety six. Coming in early, uh, number five. And uh, as he comes down, Vince is like, Bob Holly, start your
1: entrance. It's what I with the Salvia Vega uh, yell from Vince. Start your entrance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bob Holly.
0: Uh, Perfect thinks so highly of him on his entrance. He's like, oh, I can't wait for Vader to get here.
1: <laughs> but he comes
0: out to z- like zero
1: reaction. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, like, really not been used at all. He had that little run in 94 and into early 95, but he really goes in the dumpster for a bit here. And uh toward the end of 95 through 96, honestly, really, until, like, 98. <laughs> like, like, he really is just a guy, like, a body on the roster uh that doesn't do a ton. Like, I, I think he goes, a wa- like, long time stretches between appearances for sure on TV. Um, so he's he's not really a featured player in any way. He does go right at the king. Uh like you said, he doesn't get mentioned at all, but if it's a perfect really ends up with Hunter, gets stomped on Perfect says he's spinning his wheel, which was funny. I, he bails it out, saying, which yeah, good.
0: I was gonna say what I what I what I hate <laughs> besides Bob Hawley. What I hate is that when he comes in, there's like no one in the ring. It's like two or three guys. Like, shouldn't he be doing fun stuff like drop kicks or super like, shouldn't he be doing Something other than just getting tangled up in the corner with Lawler, right in the corner. I think it's a fair assessment. Just do anything. I remember. I think it was. I think Cody Rhodes tells the story about how, like, you know, when you come into the Rumble, you have like a minute to basically do, you know, to 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 highlight yourself. And he right. tells a story about how like the Undertaker was like dropkick me in, and then he was like, Oh my god, the Undertaker let me dropkick him or whatever. But like that makes sense to me that you come in, you got a minute, and then you fade away. This guy just fades right away.
1: Right. Like Mazzy Star.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh I also loathe and I you this is how you know he's a loser when he's got the WWF on his tights in the back. <laughs> yes. It's like the Coco throwback. <laughs> yeah. He's just such a tool with like the red and the checkered flags, like And watch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. Watching this run has really made me start dreading the Triple H run in this one.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I know.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy because Triple H is punching him in the face here. And at this point, they're like similar level on the card,
1: right? Uh, no. I don't. I don't think so. Because Hunter had just beaten Godwin in the slot match. Mm -hmm. That was pretty highly presented on that pay per view. He oh, also guess. was on. He was on, uh, the, in the Undertaker King match of Survivor Series. Now, I'd say he's a little bit higher than Holly. I, okay. He beat him at SummerSlam, and I think that's when they passed, probably. Okay.
0: Okay, but it's not, like, that far. Well, perhaps it is. It is. All right. All right. Um, yeah, like. <laughs> So, like, Backlund almost lifts him and Triple H out together. Uh, he's one of the guys, too, who escapes the sh- the snake. But he is the first one to come in and club Jake down.
1: Uh, <laughs> so a little re-
0: little revenge
1: for that snake. And then Mabel almost takes him out by accident. Um, yep. One- <laughs> it could have saved us all a lot of trouble if he did.
0: Oh, God. Like, the thing is, is too, is after Mabel accidentally takes him out, he starts doing kind of some shitty kicks. And it occurs to me here, and it's way too early in the Bob Hawley run that we're going to deal with together. It occurs to me here, he just always makes the most boring choice of things to do. Right. Like, it's just kicks and clubbing. He gets hugged in the ropes by Mabel. And Vince is name-dropping Terry Funk and his pal Bruce Willis. (laughs)
1: You can tell they wanted Terry in this match, because they have Dory, and Vince mentions Terry, like, a couple times. I know! I'm sure they tried to get him. Well,
0: isn't this the, is this the sick horse one?
1: Yeah, it might have been, because I don't think he was in ECW at this point anymore. He had left, I think, and he was in Japan. Right.
0: Oh, my horse is sick. It's that, right?
1: <laughs> I think so.
0: Because later, they're like, we tried to call him. They, like they They tell the story of trying to book him. I've never <laughs> heard them do that for anything.
1: Uh, he does have some decent strikes in there though. He gets a nice uh Frankensider on Hank Godwin, which looked pretty good, I thought. And then he gets trapped and is smothered by Yoko for a while.
0: I don't understand how guys like Mabel and Yoko can't fuck toss this fucking guy out. Like they, they get alone with him and then they struggle with him on the ropes. As, as another point is just standing on Jake's head like he attacks Yoko while Yoko's standing on Funk's throat, and Yoko just looks annoyed. And I just keep losing sight of the guy. Like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to focus on him, like to to just watch what he's doing. Right. But he's just nowhere to be found. And he's wearing red, so my eyes should naturally go to him.
1: Yeah, but he's like stuck behind Yoko all the time. <laughs> this is the double red. Who's also wearing red? He tussles with Hunter for a while, takes some bruising strikes from Vader. Uh perfect folly calls out, he's been in there for a while. He almost eliminates Kid, nothing happens there. Just all standing in corners, taking strikes. Uh even Owen uh whacks him before he even gets in the ring, which is funny. And then another stupid you you mentioned I always make the wrong decision. Uh he goes after Vader during his meltdown and pays the price. He should have just taken the breather.
0: Yep. Yep, just take the breather. You're fine. Um uh, the, the, the 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 announcers too, this whole time are going on and on about Triple H still being in there. But they have a double Iron Man, right? Uh, Owen Hart punches him like it's just it's just it's really just a lot of absolutely nothing. And at one point, he gets punched in the face by Sean,
1: and then he just lies down dead. <laughs> he was exhausted. I don't know why they made this guy go forty minutes. Well, and, uh, when, just, when you're
0: yeah. when you're already getting get another guy to go like an hour.
1: What have uh, done that before though? Like we saw ninety one. Not that it was a justifiable, but it's not it's a thing they've done multiple times, ninety one as well, where they have a couple of Iron Man. Even ninety four they did it, so yeah. it just didn't have to be him. Uh he does almost shove out Hunter, perfect compliments him again. Just same old, same old. Uh to his credit, he at least like goes after like the rats with energy. Like he goes to Diesel. Like he doesn't hide completely, like he keeps going and guys, he probably shouldn't. Uh you know, then he goes to Shawn when he's fresh. Takes the nasty chops from Austin, and then Austin finally throws him out.
0: Yeah, look, I was I was actively fighting falling asleep watching this, and it was twelve in the afternoon. That's how difficult this was. Yeah, like he gets chopped, block blocked by Austin. Austin tosses him. I, I just, you know, I I get the idea of having multiple Iron Man, but I just. A guy like him, it's always going to be overshadowed. So I don't. If you're, if he's not going to do something really interesting, I just don't understand the logic of keeping right. him in that ring at all. Like he he eliminates it was questionable. Yeah, he eliminates zero guys. Right, like zero guys in forty minutes, nothing of note, kicking, clubbing, that's it. Like it's, it's it really is the kind of run that like you want to quit the project over. Right. But we didn't. Um, look, I'm at a one for presentation.
1: Yeah, no, me too. I mean, they thought enough of him to have him go 40 minutes, I guess, so. Yeah. No. I'm at a zero for work. I gave him the one just because I did like how he kept going at the the big guys and the fresh guys and, um, at least, like, made the effort and didn't really, I know he later on a lot, but he also at least took those shots at some of the guys he probably had no right to go after.
0: I think I would have bumped him up to a one if he did something other than, the clubbing forearms in the back, and the kicks to the stomach. Right. If he, had, if he had done like one or two other moves, I think I'd give him the gentleman's one. But he does not, so he's at zero. I'm also at zero for
1: effectiveness. Uh Again, the one for effectiveness. To me, if you go 40 minutes, it's it's at least something.
0: You have to do something. Yeah, he did. Mm. All right, that's four. Score of <laughs> four for Bob Volley. Uh 1996. And is he better than comma in 1996? Probably not. Force the force. Alright.
1: Alright, so that, my friend, lands, uh, Bob oh, Hawley. Comma, wasn't he the guy that, who comma uh, was pretty bad in that one. Did he just like lay in the corner? And, like, who did you keep trapping in the corner? Was it diesel? Diesel, yeah. yeah I put him ahead of comma. don't know. Yeah. That comma was like aggressively bad. Easy way to Diesel's whole fucking match, trapping him in the corner.
0: All right. So then that puts Bob Hawley, 96, as the 229th best Rumble appearance of all time. Good Lord. Uh, Nowhere near 229th best is uh, Wrestling Above Replacement. When does that run on the place to be – not the place to be, good Lord uh, – North-South Connection Podcast Network? Every other Saturday. Every other Saturday. Now you guys have just finished NXT. I believe we you, did. uh, you kept Marcus from going insane. I did my best. You did your best, yes. Uh, now without giving anything away, is he going to go insane with the next season? Uh, no.
1: No. Good. We quite enjoy the next season.
0: Good. That's good. Cause I, I fear for his sanity at times.
1: No, he did okay. He, did what he hung in. But it is a fun show to do. It's, it's a very uh, plus minus deep dive. Uh, nerd level look at every Dof pay-per-view season. Right.
0: Yeah. I definitely think it's fun. I think your system is incredibly interesting. Um, and, uh, I can't wait to see how it all pans out. Uh, that's every other Saturday and that runs with us doing no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Right now we are counting down <clears throat> the every, well, we're basically, the, um, working out and, and rating every WWF championship change in company history. She's a ton of world,
1: world championship
0: world championship. Yes. We won't be doing the European title anytime soon, sadly. <laughs> yes. um, and that runs in And We, since we can do twice a month, uh, we do that. And we're also breaking down our greatest hundred WWE, WWF wrestlers of all time list. Uh, we've been doing that all year, uh, constantly changing lists. So that's going on every other Saturday on North South. All right. So we get Holly back. In the year 2000, uh, he comes in number 23. Uh, this, would you, would you say this is the height of his popularity?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, because he became the hardcore gimmick in early 99 after the job squad. And during that summer, he was doing the big shot stuff with Big Show and Kane. Then Crash showed up and they were part of that, the hot tag division into 2000. So I would say here is likely his hottest stretch or, or, yeah, because he's not in the next year because he's started. So, yes, I would say right here we're we're in it. Rumble-wise, so, this is his peak.
0: Why do you think he gets such a, a, a little reaction when he comes out there?
1: Because it's a weird rumble. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like no one did for being the hottest time in company history.
0: And, like, in their hottest building.
1: Right. Yeah, it's weird.
0: Uh, right away, he's kicking test. He's pounding him on the back. And then King remarks – that, like, the cousins should work together. And this is the one time where I'm like, well, wait a minute. The storyline does not allow for these two to work together as a team. Right, right,
1: because they fight <laughs> all the time.
0: It's been proven time and time again that they do not get along. Uh, it, it, like, a minute in, he's already doing nothing in the corner.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. He brings one good floor to The Rock, uh, but that's about it.
0: How much did you want, wish The Rock just fucking grabbed him and tossed him?
1: I was waiting for it. He does throw a crash, and, and Hardcore couldn't couldn't get over in time to save him. Not that they're working together a ton, anyway. But yeah. Then he, he goes a big show. He goes at Billy Gunn. Uh, I thought the pressant from show on him looked pretty good. Something, yes. Yeah,
0: I would agree, and but the problem is, is, King King rightly is like, why not just throw him out? Right, right. Um, he also gets punched in the face by Road Dog. Is that Road Dog's only offensive move in the match?
1: I think so. God, that's gonna be a nightmare. Want to do too? <laughs>
0: well, you know that one is just gonna be okay. Still lying there. Still lying. <laughs> You'll be able to get like half the field done while you're watching him. Just back to clubbing again. It's another one where he's hard to focus on. He does eat a really nice rock jumping clothesline, and mm-hmm. and then, but then he gets up and he's trying to eliminate the rock. But is is anyone is anyone in the building or on planet Earth buying that he might throw out the rock? No, absolutely nobody. No, it's, it's like, there's not even a reaction from the crowd, cause like, there's no chance, that, no chance in hell that that's actually gonna happen. I just feel he, he, he adds zero to the match, and he get he gets to be in there when all 30 have come out. And then there's another point where he's, he's literally just in the way of rock, punch, and gun, and then I don't know where Big Show clotheslines him out. Zero reaction. It, what are we doing?
1: It's a pathetic outing. Um, he did nothing. Just has some decent strikes. Al Snow throws him out to, to silence. No, uh, just just complete silence. And yeah, just for a guy that was pretty over, I thought. And um, I mean, he was in the IC title match earlier in the night, wasn't he? So he's definitely oh, yeah. being presented well. Yeah. So it's
0: it's insane that he's of all the people in that IC title match, why is he the one longest in this rumble?
1: Yeah, it's stupid. They, that's how they viewed him, though. I'm telling you, they 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 viewed him. Easily on that level during the stretch, they saw him as like a rising guy, I think.
0: ridiculous. He's already balding. You can't be rising when you're balding.' <laughs> you're on the way down. Uh, Steve Austin. Yeah, well yeah, he's just bald. Uh, 11 minutes 48 seconds, uh, zero eliminations again. I mean, I'm at a one for presentation.
1: I gave a game two. I mean again, he, he was presented as a as a player, as a threat, as a guy they saw something in. Eh, I'm at a zero for the rest. I gave him the one for creativity and zero for effectiveness.
0: Did you, was the creativity the clubs to the back or the kicks to the stomach? Uh,
1: no, I liked the one, uh, him going at the rock and then taking that, uh, press the close Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, that gives him four
0: again, uh, for his score. So maybe the first one was the peak. Now, is this better than his appearance at the, uh, 96, 96 Royal Rumble? I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what about Bart Gunn 1994? No. So, Bob Holly's going back to back as the, so this one here, uh, 2000 is gonna be the
1: 229th best Rumble appearance of all time. You might as well just build a house in the 200s. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I'll tell you what, my friend, with this entry, a little bit of a milestone for us. We are now at 300 entries into this thing. Uh, I mean, so let's, awesome. go, let's go through from number 300. OK, all 300. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's a lot. And a lot of them are bad. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, never bad, though. Closed lines and headlines. I am very much digging the show since it started back on the North South Connection podcast network.
1: Yes, every other Friday, it is our uh, kind of current day. WWE show Ryan Gray, the main man in the chair. He's got a rotating bunch of analysts. They break down the last couple of weeks of TV. They break down the news. Uh, they play a couple of games. They also do a quick few minutes on the indie scene. Uh, it's a, it's a really fun show for sure. And that rotates every other Friday with our AEW podcast. You know what that means? Jordan and Reesh do a wonderful job there too. They have, they have not missed one uh, every Friday. They're here bringing you the latest of all leads. So Fridays is our current wrestling day. Yes.
0: And I, I'm going to shout out Ryan Gray, too, because he's doing a great job with making the case with him and Tyler. Uh, mm-hmm. they had Ryan Everett on for the last one where they're talking Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, all tied to the Place to Be Nation greatest, uh, 100 WWF wrestlers of all time. Ryan does a great job with pay-per-view, uh, previews, too. And on the back end of those, Marcus and Tim constantly bring in the heat with Viewer's Choice.
1: Yes. Yep. They do a great job of Viewer's Choice. It's, um, you know, that, that's live within usually like an hour to hour and a half or so of the pay-per-views ending. Um, they record it. It's a quick look in. They give the highs and lows, what you should check out. They don't do full recaps. They're just here to say, okay, if you didn't see it, here's what you got to check out. Here's what you didn't miss, the highs and lows, get in and out. It's, it's a uh, it's really cool something to have on the feed. Absolutely.
0: And it, it saves me a lot of time from what I should and should not watch. So I'm mm-hmm. always good with that. Uh one thing I wish I didn't watch was hardcore Harley coming back in the two thousand one Royal rumble,
1: yeah, so I guess he comes back fairly quickly from that um arm injury, yeah, if he's already back by the next one. So I was thinking he wasn't in this one,
0: yeah, me too, but uh here we are uh with way shittier music too,
1: uh, no, he always had the same one, didn't he?
0: No, now it's like that. As opposed to like, da, 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 ba-na-na.
1: That's not the same to me. Uh,
0: Well, I'm not a very
1: good singer. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong.
0: (laughs) Why would I write the note?
1: (laughs) He comes out at 18, goes right at Al Snell looking for some revenge from last year. Uh, JR. notes that Holly wasn't part of the hardcore action earlier. That was questionable. Maybe they should have had him in there. Works with Bradshaw, but he can't take out Rock, his nemesis (laughs) from the year ago. I guess there's some through lines if you want to squint. I'm
0: squinting, and what I see is that 10 seconds in, the guy's lying on his back. So, like, what are we doing?
1: It does take a hard Samoan drop in there. Uh Back to Rock. Chokes away. He's pretty gassed, though, like you said. A lot of sitting and rolling around. He's definitely less active than the early years. I mean, that's the theme for most of our guys here. But sure. uh he does break out a backbreaker on K-Quick that I thought looked pretty good. I, I couldn't uh, believe it. He, yeah. yeah. I, I, couldn't believe it. I don't
0: understand why, uh, during this, the, this, uh, sequence, William Regal comes in and gets two minutes, but Holly gets a quarter of an hour in this thing.
1: Yeah, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I guess it goes back to what you said. They just viewed him as,
1: like I think big, they viewed him as like a workhorse guy. Right. Right. It was right. a hand, good hand.
0: Well, it's just like, you know what happens is he's in there for like 15 minutes, Big Show comes in, mm-hmm. and in, one minute does like a million times more stuff than, than Holly's done in like the 14 he's been in.
1: Right. He slams them. He chokeslams Holly. Um, Crash comes in. They don't really accomplish much as a team. And then Undertaker just throws them out. Great. You know. Just too long. I, I mean, just the body. Again, just in there too long.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I, it's getting to the point where like, I know who's going to throw him out because, you know, like we punch it into our sheets and whatever. And as I'm watching, I'm like, Undertaker comes out. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm popping. Thank God. Not for the Undertaker, but for yeah. like, okay, this is almost finished. Like, thank God it is here. Uh, uh, look, again, I cannot stress enough how much all of this is just punches and, uh, kicks. Like, I, he's so freaking lazy. Now, I will say he did throw out a backbreaker in this thing, which was strange, but, like, I think it, in, in all the time we've talked about him here, I think maybe he's done a total of six different moves in this in this match.
1: That's not much, not much at all.
0: No, I'm at a one for presentation.
1: Again, the two because I still feel like he's at least at the level where they are presenting him as something. But I went zeros the rest away.
0: Me, me too. Okay, so you're finally you're finally coming down a little bit. Uh, that gives him a score of three.
1: Coming down a little bit. I was at three. You make it like I was at thirteen. <laughs>
0: hi Uh is he better than Tatanka in nineteen ninety
1: three? I mean, probably not. I mean that Tatanka one was kind of a waste, but I feel like he was at least like a threat.
0: Yeah. Okay, so he's the uh he's the worst of the threes then.
1: Okay, I guess it's good.
0: Yeah, so that uh, lands uh hardcore Holly two thousand one as the two hundred, like you said, buying that house on the two hundreds, two 246 best rumble
1: appearance. God, he sucks <laughs> it's, it's tough doing this right after we did Godfather because that was a rough one too
0: I know And Mabel too
1: right yeah well, at least, at least
0: Mabel r- raped a guy and like was somewhat memorable
1: yeah he did some stuff this has been nothing
0: <laughs> it's just nothing yeah it's it, 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 it it's these are like these are the ones that are the hardest to watch because like I know it's gonna be long when we do triple h. Right? right. But I feel at least he's going to be really active in the match.
1: Oh, yeah. He'll be doing stuff, throwing guys out, being presented as a threat. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big difference watching a main event guy that's in the mix of the Rumble wins to just like, you know, dead fish flopping around the ring for 15 minutes. God damn it. Uh, I was relieved.
0: I was incredibly relieved, though, when mm-hmm. I saw his time for the next one. Well, and
1: the fact that we get to miss three years worth of him.
0: Oh man, uh, if he had been in those three years.
1: Right. And I don't remember why he's not in 02. He must have been hurt again. In 03, I think he's hurt from the Brock powerbomb, which I believe was during 02. Yeah, and 04. Uh, before he's in the title match. Fucking ridiculous.
0: <laughs> but at least it had a story. <laughs> right. So he comes in number four in 2005, and. Uh, he so he's just there to bully uh Pewter, right?
1: Uh yeah, so this I found this to be like the worst. So he's on fumes as it is. He comes about like the grand Pumbaa bully uh bully, right? Like yeah. and Eddie already in there brutalizing Pewter with the lame abuse, and in comes Holly. Like, he's the fucking king of the mountain. Like, we're all supposed to be so excited to see him come in here and beat up on this guy. Right on Brian to be an asshole bully. Um, he throws up a pewter in the Benoit and Eddie turn on him and sling him out. I mean, for once, he actually did stuff, and the crowd is into it, but it doesn't age well, and I give him no credit for bullying. So I went all zeros on this. Yeah. It's infamous. It's known all three guys were assholes to beat the shout of this kid like this. And when he came in with this big fucking smirk, like we're all supposed to be excited to see him come in and take part of this sacrifice. So it was like, Ugh, that's disgusting. I hate it. I like, I, I hate, hate, hate it because you're right. He's got
0: this big smile. Like he looks, he looks gleeful to come out and like hurt this kid. Mm-hmm. Right? right. He's doing some weird shit with his mouth and like, he's chopping him way too hard. And I think he legit kicks him in the balls when he's got his arms, like on the, the ropes and he fucking doesn't protect him at all on the Alabama slam. Like it it's just no. all gross, it's all wrong. And I'm not one who's usually like, "Oh, you know, bullying or whatever," but like right. like what do we like why? Why was this necessary? Was yeah. Like and th- the other two guys are already kicking the shit out of him, you know? And then like at least I mean, it's stupid, but at least those guys are like those guys are like part of the show. Bob Hawley, to me at this point, doesn't feel like he's part of the show. It feels like – it's like an in-the-know thing. Like, oh, this guy's a backstage asshole and bully. Right. Here he comes. Yeah. Had he beaten up Matt Capitelli yet?
1: Yeah, that already happened too. Yeah, Yeah,
0: so it's like that's what you're – that's what this moment is based around. It's like this guy's an asshole in real life and he's going to hurt this kid. Right. I'm all zeros too. And I'm going to say something maybe controversial. I'm actually happy to put this as the last ever.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it should be the last
0: Yeah, because I mean, as much as I don't really want to take that crown away from Nikolai Volkov 1992, like Nikolai Volkov 92 still brings a smile to my face.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd rather watch that than this. Absolutely.
0: All right. So we got a new uh, loser at uh, the 302nd best Rumble appearance of all time. Uh, Never a loser, though, is Jacob Williams in the Ruthlessly Aggressive podcast.
1: No, it's back. little hiatus every other Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Jake is into, I think, about February of 3 right now. He's getting close to No Way Out. And before you know it, will be at Mania. it be his first Mania because he started the podcast right after WrestleMania 18. So we'll have completed a full season of the Ruthlessly Aggressive Era covering all TV and pay-per-views.
0: Yes. And that's running in tandem with uh, New Gen on a Mission every other Tuesday mm-hmm. also. Pratt and focus. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. No, I was... you got it. Going through the ruthless aggressive era from, uh, Survivor Series 92 to Survivor Series 97. Covering everything though, not just the stuff you know. They're digging deep into the superstars, the raw, and they're really uncovering some gems. And I, I for one enjoy watching them, uh, suffer whenever they have to sit through a Bob Backlund match.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they did get to, uh, they did the SummerSlam Spectacular as well to build up the SummerSlam for 93, so that was really cool. Uh, you know, they're diving deep into that era. It's not an era you hear covered a lot in that level of detail.
0: No, no, and I think they do a fabulous job. And it's a nice, easy listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, an easy listen is Wednesday's uh, Jennifer Smith. Any everything on the Jenny position is totally worth your time. Uh, Jenny, Jenny's just a gem, and uh, you know the more of her we can get on this network, the better.
1: Agreed. Read.
0: <sighs> so we still got two hardcore holidays.
1: Feels like a, about a dozen.
0: Yeah, feels like we've been through a fucking
1: war here. When I finished watching all these, I was just like so done. I mean, I, I think I messaged you at least four times during it. I'm yeah, like, this is awful. Oh yeah, just for sweating. sure. Yeah,
0: because like it, it's like because it's nothing. Like it's it's just a drain. Like I feel like I feel like I could like make this up and it, it would be the exact same thing I'm gonna say. Like my first thought when I saw 2007. It's like, it's fucking insane that he's still around.
1: Right? Yeah, and that it wasn't his last one. Uh, The only reason that I did know that he was around still was because on the Place to Be podcast, on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling Podcast Network, Scott Criscolo and I are doing the uh, 07-08 run right now, pay-per-views, and him and Cody Rhodes are Tag Team Champions. Oh, my God. Uh, So that's one reason I even realized, you know, he was still around. But, yeah, it's crazy to me that he's still there. I mean, 13 years later, with his bully reputation, <clears throat> a guy that was never really over, uh, that just hung around for that long is crazy.
0: Yeah, Who did he have pictures of? I
1: don't know. And, I I don't, can't
0: and believe- He wasn't
1: even, like, a taker guy, was he? He wasn't, in, like, in that crew. Bones.
0: No, he didn't have any friends. And I think this is the one where they mention how
1: he has no friends. Uh, right. I must have looked at him like a... Like a locker room policeman kind of guy, maybe. So they kept them for that. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand it.
0: But why do you need that? Why do you not have just a locker room full of professionals that just want to do their job? Like it's so. It's it's a crazy thing that like we talked about this kind of. I don't know if on this one or just in general. But it's like there's a whole crop of guys that ended up like either not succeeding or leaving from this era. And I wonder how many of them were negatively impacted by Bob Hawley. So oh, I'm sure a
1: lot. Yeah.
0: Like, how many um, times did he, like, touch Carlito's hair? The only,
1: the only good thing is the payoff of his finally leaving is Cody turning on him and treating him like a boomer piece of trash <laughs> with DiBiase, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, that is good. That is good.
0: Uh, but he's, he's in ECW in 2007?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, he was actually okay there. Um, it, was, it wasn't the worst fit for him if he was going to be around. But yes, because remember in 06 he has that match where his back gets sliced up. I don't remember. Oh, uh, it's nasty if you haven't, if you don't recall it. He fights RVD and he gets suplexed on a table. Okay. And like the ribbon that goes around the table comes loose and slices his back. It's like wicked. If you just Google it, you'll see it's like disgusting. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I actually think that's not like the worst place for him if he had to be around somewhere. I guess
0: it's just this, I don't know. He always felt to me like a cheap version of ECW, even when he's hardcore champion in 99. Right, it was like, oh, okay, this is their version of the hardcore stuff, and it's Bob Holly and the fucking the race car drivers doing it. Um, zero reaction when he comes in. The ring is also full, and Michael Cole is like, here comes a Royal Rumble veteran, like a veteran of doing nothing. Punches some guys and then gets stopped. The dream Killer. Oh God, yeah, just a time, of, a suck of life. Uh, and this is, they they do talk about how he has no friends here. They're like, oh, you know, you want to live in a town all by himself? <laughs> Why would you want this guy in your locker
1: room? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. Nah, it's I'm, like he was a great worker. I mean, I think they tricked themselves into it.
0: Yeah, like if Rey Mysterio was like a raging asshole and had no friends, fine. <laughs> you know, he's adding to the show. <sighs> Within a minute, here come the kicks. Always doing the kicks. He's part of the gang that tries to eliminate Viscera. Um, Then Michaels has to super kick him, and then Holly helps get Viscera out. I'm not giving him credit. And then he chops Shawn Michaels. Clearly not as hard as he chopped Daniel Pruder, though, right?
1: (laughs) Definitely not. Like, What happens if he chops Michaels that hard? He's just out of the company? Uh, That would have been my dream, actually. I wish he did. Mm. But he's still limited. It's his baseline brawling. Uh, he goes from RVD to Benoit, just the same old stuff until Kali eventually throws him out. And it's just another do nothing rumble. The only no. positive was, uh, it wasn't as long as usual. So, there was that, but, just ten. a waste of time,
0: always. It was 10 minutes instead of 15. Uh, he gets beat down by Chavo Guerrero. Imagine getting beat down by Chavo. He clubs Chavo, he kicks him, and then at one point he just leans on him. Like, he just leans, like, he can't even move around the ring in a compelling way. It's... He, he's the fucking worst. I'm at a one for presentation, then zero's everywhere else. Uh, yes, same. Alright, that's a score of two. Uh, alright, is he, fuck, is he better than Tenru 1993? Uh, I don't know, what do you think? 93 Tenru's not
1: bad. Yeah, below. Okay, so he's the last of the this. Guys guy's are no benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's because put, he put us through too much. Like,
1: mm-hmm. Too much trauma.
0: 274th best Rumble of all time. Uh, what never puts you through too much is um, Wrestling Warzone with you and Chad Campbell. That's
1: right. It's every other Thursday. We're going through the Monday Night Wars era. We are into the fall of 1996 now. A lot of stuff on the way. Uh, we're building rapidly toward Halloween Havoc, which will be an exciting one to cover for sure. There's a lot more depth to the Hogan Savage match than I remember there being.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the way they used Elizabeth and all that in there, uh, was a lot deeper than I ever called. So that's been pretty fun to watch that build up. And before okay. you know, we'll be wrapping up our calendar year in 96.
0: That's crazy that you guys have gotten.
1: It's so crazy that you've been at it for what, like a year
0: and a half now? Almost, no, almost two years, right? Oh, done like four years. Has been four years? My God. And then we had a little bit of a layoff in there, but yeah. That's right, and it's like – because there's just so many shows that you're only reaching, like, the end of your second – really, you're only – almost your first calendar year, like, one in, like, three yeah, months. Right up so, yeah, starting
1: right after some percent 95, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's cool. So every other Thursday, that's going on, and that runs in tandem with ECW, correct?
1: Yes, June through a Dance, myself, Matt, Susan, and Jenny going through the history of ECW. We are in early 97, very rapidly approaching, barely legal, the oh, first nice. ECW pay-per-view. Yeah, so we're fun excited about that. It's just fun to see them build toward it. All the hype for Taz and Sabu. Uh, will Raven lose the title? So, um, we cover the TV and the big, uh, any, any big events or supercars that are available on Peacock, we cover.
0: Very good. And be sure to check out once a month, too, Johnny C in the multiverse of fabulousness. Uh, Johnny C is a madman and you get to deep dive into his mind as he, God, as he rebooks, as he dramatically reads. Just a lot going on every episode, but uh never a dull moment in that multiverse. Nope. And last but certainly not least, uh if you if you if you were if you can stand any more of me, please check out the rest of that was dropping every other Monday on the North Stuff Connection Podcast Network. The last episode was Big Daddy Cool Diesel. It's basically a love letter to uh wrestlers of yore. So if you got an hour and a half or so to kill and you can tolerate me, give it a shot.
1: It's worth your time. Check it out every other Monday, for sure. For sure. All right. One left. One left. Thank God. 2008, he comes in at number five again. I think he alternates either late or like four or five every other year. Yeah. Uh it's, it's crazy still here. He, he, he did not have a busy year in the tag division. He's the current tag team champion. Uh He comes in to, on a take Sean battling, so bad timing for him. He gets waxed right away. Uh He chops Sean. I feel like that's the thing he does every Rumble, <laughs> feels like. Um yeah. Gently. And and maybe for a minute it feels like he hangs, but then after that it's just like fades. I, Morrison I Dreamer.
0: Yeah, I don't get why you're putting this guy in so early in two thousand eight. Right. Yeah. And then Jim Ross is like, what happens if he wins? Fuck right off. He's <laughs> not winning.
1: <laughs> imagine Holly and Edge at WrestleMania. Uh,
0: imagine how bad that card is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the child of the dream comes to reality. Uh, he does get a spotlight with Morrison. Not a lot to get excited about, though. Batista smashes his face in. Uh, he does go right at Taker. Cody shows up, and Cole says they should work together, but they don't, which is really <laughs> weird. Um, they, they really should have worked together.
0: That's every team I
1: ever. <laughs> I know. it's it's an odd one of those odd trends we've really noticed doing this yeah. project is how little these teams work together. Yeah,
0: the, uh, the other point where like Tommy Dreamer comes out and the crowd is super into him and they're indifferent mm-hmm. to Holly. So, of course, Dreamer goes out immediately. Like instead of Holly, this stays in there for fucking 13 minutes in this thing.
1: And well, I just Dreamer, enough of any respects, but
0: I guess I just I don't get how they're working to working together. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker can't get him out of the ring. Like, these are, like, well, in storylines.
1: Rage, rage and anger are heavyweights that you carry <laughs> on you, Aaron. So. That's it makes him stuff. a little bit tougher to get out.
0: <laughs> he throws a suplex, and I just can't believe he did it. Like, I, I cannot believe he did it in this thing. I can't believe he's actually doing stuff in the match as opposed to just clubbing and mm-hmm. kicking. But then he kicks Batista, so it's right back to usual. Kicks Undertaker, and then he holds his penis. I guess Taker low-blowed him. I didn't really see.
1: Yeah, there was a low-blow in there.
0: Why take has to resort to low-blowing hardcore Holly? Respects, brother. <laughs> you get it. Then he chops Umaga. Umaga Samoan
1: spikes him right out of the match, and I'm like, fucking good. <laughs> it's so boring. And there's nothing left to say at this point. It's this long stretches of garbage. No discernible reason for him to ever get this much time that he constantly gets. No. It's boring. I-, I feel like this has been a, a shaky episode for us. There's not much to say. It's just like, he literally does nothing and accomplishes nothing. Yeah. This could I, have been a shorter episode. It wasn't in friggin' ten of these things or the hell he was in. Yeah, and, so, and like Kevin. I challenge you to go not you, because
0: you've done it, but I challenge you to go watch this and I, I I cannot believe how much he just kicks in clubs. Like I know everybody's somewhat limited what they can do in the Royal Rumble and what they can't. And you know, if there's a lot of guys it's different. But you can vary it up a little bit. Like you know, I don't know. You're in Uppercut, maybe a drop kick, maybe choke a guy. You know, instead of just clubbing in the back and kicking him in the stomach and then leaning on each other in the corner. Like it, it's—I've never seen anybody so fucking lazy in my life. I'm zeros across the board for this one.
1: Uh, I get the one a presentation. He's a tag champ, but yeah, zeros after that.
0: Okay, it's okay. Well, here, he's not going to be the worst of the ones. Cause Tenru 1994 is the bottom of the ones. <laughs> yeah. He should be at the zeros, but anyway. Is he better than Bart Gunn in 1995? No. Alright, so just ahead of Tenru. Alright, so Hardcore Holly 2008, uh, it lands at the 284th best Rumble appearance of all time. Garbage. It's garbage. It's hot frickin' garbage. Let Mm -hmm. let me give you some context about how shitty this is, all right? He's in seven Royal Rumbles, all right? His total time – did you take a look at what the total time is? What what is it? It's an hour and 53 minutes. In that time, he has five eliminations, and I'm pretty sure four of them are, like, in the big group eliminations. Right. His average time in there is 16 minutes. Frickin terrible.
1: I'd say for the purposes of this project, he's probably the worst guy we've done.
0: Yeah, I thought Charles Wright was worse in a lot of ways, but I feel like – look, ch- just to give some context, Charles Wright is in eight rumbles. What do you think his time is?
1: 42 minutes.
0: 35.
1: <laughs> 35. <laughs> he at least had some fun stuff as the godfather the hose and all. Like, I mean, at least he was, like, energetic, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Seven, seven rumbles of nothing. Mm-hmm. And 39 minutes and 96. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. So, um, since he's the only one we're dealing with tonight, uh, it does land him as the, out of the 47 guys who qualify, uh, because they've been in three rumbles or more. He's, um, for, he finishes 42nd out of 47.
1: Seems high. I know. Ab-
0: his percentage score is 5.4. He's one spot ahead of Virgil, one below Terry Taylor. It's terrible. Well and below him is Virgil, Charles Wright, Luke, Warlord, and Bark Gun. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh shall we do our top ten uh lists uh before we get out of here? Uh yeah. Let's do that. Right. so let's do the top ten individual performances. Uh nothing's changed, but you know, to remind you. Uh number ten is Bret Hart from nineteen ninety four. Uh number nine, the ultimate warrior, nineteen ninety. Number eight, Hulk Hogan, nineteen ninety. Number seven, Shawn Michaels, 1996. Number six, The Undertaker, 2002. Number
1: five, Shawn Michaels, 2007. Number four, Diesel, 1994. Number three, Hulk Hogan, 1989. Two, Shawn Michaels, 2010. And number one, no surprise, Ric Flair, 1992. Hanging on.
0: All right, so we got our top performers as well. Um, so the top performers. I don't know if we've explained this properly, but the idea is that they basically get a percentage, like out of how many points. Like every every rumble is worth sixty points, right? So what's the percentage of points they get each rumble, averaged at across all their rumbles? So to give you some context, our number ten guy uh, is Mister Perfect, and he's got a score of thirty one percent. So that's not even mm-hmm. that great.
1: <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I'm curious as we go, like. Have we just been, like, extra harsh on some of these guys? Like, sometimes you'll act like a one is, like, insane. But are punishing the, mid- the mid-level the mid guys, I guess I'm trying to say.
0: It's possible. Like, I, I know for me, like, I- I've tried to put my scores... I try to base my scores on kind of what's come before. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know that, like, at the very least, I might be punishing guys, but I think I've been fair.
1: Right. Like,
0: right. I'm sure, like, if I were to look back now... Some of the Bret Hart stuff from the beginning should probably be higher. Right. right? I would agree but, with that, yeah. But as a consequence, though, everything else is lower. Right. So it's not like I have a bunch of guys ahead of him, as we'll see on this list. Um, so the top 10 guys, they have to have been at least
1: three. Number 10 was Mr. Perfect. Number 9, Roddy Piper. I'm sorry, number 9, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, number 8, Roddy Piper. Number 7, Diesel. Number 6, Ric
0: Flair. Number 5, Randy Savage. Number four, Bret Hart. And so even though I think we might have been low on him, you can see he's still right. – I mean he's still among the t- – close to the top, right? And and the guys we're about to say ahead of him probably definitely deserve
1: to be ahead of him. Right. Number three, that would be The Undertaker.
0: Number two definitely deserves to be ahead of him, Shawn Michaels.
1: And number one, the immortal Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah. So nothing's changed, but I still think our top ten is uh, is fair – uh, I think mm-hmm. it'll be a while before we get some challenges, but there's definitely some coming up, I'd say, in at least 1996,
1: they're going to crack this list. Agreed. Sweet. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll be back in two weeks yet again here on Monday Afternoons for you. Until then, keep on rumbling.